This is episode 29, Why Going for Your Dreams Matters Most, No Matter What, with Anya. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a really sweet episode for you today on dreams. And if one of your dreams may be going to an amazing place like Bali, you may have heard me mention that my retreat to Bali is coming up in September and it's already half full. Um, I'm only taking 20 women. So if you're interested at all, if it's on your dream to go, if you have some dreams you'd like to turn into reality, Bali is totally a catalyst for that to happen. So go to christinehasler.com. You can find info there or just email jill at christinehasler.com and she'll give you the info. Also have my uh, signature retreat coming up in July in LA. That's a Friday through Sunday. So if Bali is a little too far and you want to experience something a little closer and a little shorter, but incredibly transformational, we do a lot in those two and a half days. So I hope you'll consider joining me at either or maybe even both. Love to meet more of you in person and get to experience the intimacy and magic of a retreat environment. So as I mentioned, today's episode is going for your dreams, those things you want most in life, no matter what. So first I want to make an important distinction about dreams, which come from our inner wisdom and wants, which come from our ego. Let's start with wants. As you've learned, if you've listened to this show for a while, is that we all have things that happen to us in life that create things like self-doubt, insecurity, fear, and limiting beliefs. Often we try to ease the pain of those things by chasing after something. For example, if you are really hard on yourself, which impacts the degree of self-love you experience, then you may spend a lot of time wanting someone else to love you. There's a high want for a romantic relationship. Or say you've had a parent that was really hard on you or only validated you for your accomplishments, you may have grown up with a feeling of unworthiness and have a high want for money and success. So as you're seeing from these examples, ego-based wants come from feeling less than in some way and then searching for something or someone to fill the void. These kind of wants are not coming from an authentic self-place because at the authentic self-level, we know that absolutely nothing is missing. They're coming instead from our ego, which is one problem. The other problem is that when we get ego-based wants, we only feel a temporary sense of satisfaction. They do not cure the deep longing we feel for worthiness, belonging, and love. You know, my 20s were a perfect expectation of this. Those of you who know my story know that I moved out to Hollywood, had this great job, had the boyfriend, had everything I wanted, checked everything off the list, but I still felt this deep longing for love and belonging and joy. Those external things just weren't doing it for me because I was chasing after ego-based desires and really not listening to my inner wisdom and hearing the voice of my dreams. So by now you're probably wondering what a dream is. How do we know when something we long for is not an ego-based desire, but a true dream that we must pursue no matter what? Well, it comes down to the feeling of longing, which we feel in our heart, not our head. So if you'll indulge me for a moment when I go a bit woo-woo spiritual, as some may call it, Really, this whole time-space thing is just an illusion. On some level, you actually know what is coming to you, what you're here to experience. It's part of your soul's blueprint or what we may call our destiny. 
I believe that our dreams are a psychic prediction of what is coming. We feel a deep longing to experience something because we actually know on some level it is our destiny. We just can't always control the form and timing of it, and that's where the suffering can come in. We long for something so strongly, but the who, what, when, where, and how is not always known, and we don't like not knowing. It is imperative, even if we don't know how, that we pursue our dreams on the level of essence, not necessarily just form, that we focus on the feelings we long to feel rather than get in our head and try to make it happen or get attached to how we think it should happen. Let me give you another example. Perhaps you feel a longing to make an impact on the world. You feel a deep desire in your heart, so much so it's almost painful when you feel you're not doing it right now. Instead of trying to figure out what business to start to make a difference, focus instead on the feelings you want to feel and then begin to take aligned action in that direction. Set the intention every day to be of service. Ask to be used as an instrument of impact. Look for the simple and seemingly small, but not, ways to make an impact right now. Listen, you guys, when it comes to dreams, waiting is not a good idea. Take action now that moves you in the direction of how you want to feel and what you want to experience. You know, the biggest roadblock to going after dreams is fear. Fear of not knowing what to do, what others will think, believing your dream is unrealistic, or fear of failure. Nothing silences the voice of your inner wisdom more than doubt and fear. So my strong encouragement to you today is honor your dreams. Stop being so scared. Stop doubting. So I'm going to speak more about steps to begin taking after the call because first I want you to listen to my coaching session with Anya because you're really going to learn a lot. Anya has a dream and she feels this deep longing in her heart to pursue it, but she's scared and even feels guilty about wanting to go after it because it was not the plan. We talk about a lot in this call, and although the caller is in her 20s, the information really applies to any age, any time in life when you're at a crossroads or feeling the urge to pursue something, because I promise you, it is never too late to go after what you dream for, what you long for. Before we get into the session, I just want to take a moment to thank my sponsor, Onnit. It's my favorite human optimization company. If you go to onnit.com slash Christine, that's O-N-N-I-T.com slash Christine, you'll get access to 10% off of anything you order. It'll immediately take you to a product called Alpha Brain, which I take every day, totally helps memory and focus and clarity and all kinds of other amazing things. Take some moments to, to look around their site. Great supplements, food, gear, all kinds of stuff. Onnit.com slash Christine. I hope you spend some time shopping around there and getting yourself optimized. So as you're listening to this episode, I invite you to consider, do you know what your dreams are? Or perhaps have you been too focused on ego-based wants that you're not in touch with your deepest longing? Or do you know what your dreams are, but you are terrified to really go for them? Are you waiting for some kind of permission to pursue what you love? Do you feel stuck because you do not know how to turn your dreams and longings into actual steps, plans, and results? Are you concerned that if you don't go for your dreams soon, you will spend the rest of your life regretting it? So keep these questions in mind as we listen to my session with Anya. Hello, Anya. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you again so much for having me. Yeah. So, okay. So I discovered your podcast about a week ago. Mm -hmm. And I already listened to probably 80% of the episodes. <laughs> I love it. But what I noticed is that with most people that call you, they either know exactly what their issue is or at least they think they know. And for me, 
I'm not really sure, but the only thing I can say is that I've just been feeling pretty lost. So I graduated last May from college. I hold a degree in business and in design. And business is just kind of like a backup plan for me and design because I always thought of myself as a very creative person. So I went for it and I, I like it, but I don't feel like I love it. But there's this third thing that I'm so passionate about, but I'm just not brave enough to go for it. And that is acting. So uh, during during college, I, I was in a couple of shows. My last semester, I was in a musical with, with my university. I also was in this drama play, which was also really great. So I know... I, I love it so much. And being on stage is, I've, I've never been happier doing anything else. But I feel guilty, I guess, because I got this degree and I feel responsible that I'm an adult now. I have to make money and, you know, like do all these adult things. And I'm, I'm just not sure where to go from there. Okay, that. great question. So let me ask you this. How old are you? 20 something, 22? 23? I'm 24. 24. Okay. Are you married? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Do you have kids? No. Are you responsible for taking care of like your parents or family members or anything like that? No, I'm I'm very lucky. I'm on that term. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk for a while and then I'm going to come back to you. You have the curse of, well, not a curse, but we'll call it a blessing. Sometimes it feels like a curse of being super smart and intellectual and creative. So you have your right side and left side of the brain battling all the time, right? Because there's a super creative part of you, but then there's a super intellectual part of you. So I'm going to talk to kind of the intellectual part first, and then I'm going to tell you two stories, okay? And then, and then I'll come back to, to asking you questions. So A lot of people listening, and you know, my last book was called Expectation Hangover. But before that, I wrote two books for people in their 20s. And in the 20-something manifesto, which is uh, was based on my work from coaching 20-somethings for years and being a 20-something myself, was I discovered that, you know, the 20s are are what we like to call adult adolescence. We're living a lot longer, and, and often the things that were expected of us in our 20s like getting married, having kids, picking out the career we're going to have for 20 or 30 years aren't the same because we're living a lot longer. And so really the 20s are a path of self-discovery. And anybody, even you know people not in their 20s can have a 20-something like experience when you start to question things and you start to pursue a different path. So there's four different kind of paths that people pursue when it comes to career. The first is what I call the noodle thrower. And this comes from, you know, when I used to cook spaghetti with my mom, I knew when the noodles were done because I'd throw it against the wall and if it stuck, it was done. And if it didn't stick and slid down the wall, you know, it was time to throw it in the pot and keep cooking. And that's what the career path is sometimes like. It's a process of elimination, throwing different things against the wall, seeing what sticks. A second path is what I call the I got a planners. These are the people that I go to college, I go to grad school, I get a specific job, and they have a certain plan, and they're set in that plan, and that's the way it's going to be. And that was me when I graduated college. Graduated college, moved to LA, worked in the entertainment industry, boom, 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 was a got a planner. And then there's sort of like the big question mark, people that sort of just have no clue what to do and are just sort of stuck, which is a little bit where you are. 
But then there's also what I like to call the the passion gene. And these are the people that really, really know what they want to do. And it's been in them for a very, very, very long time. And they may not know the path, but they absolutely know. And that's where I think you are. You are kind of in the question mark, but you really, really have this passion gene. And what's so beautiful about that, Anya, is that you know what you love. There are so many people like the question mark people who just have no clue. They don't even know where to start. They don't know what they like. They don't know what job to take. But you actually do. You have this passion gene. And the thing about these four different ways that we explore career paths is we can move from one to the other. Like I was a got a planner and then I moved into the noodle thrower after I resigned from my entertainment industry job and just tried a bunch of things to see what would fit. And, and now I'm more in the passion. Like I found what I love and I'm pursuing it. So no, there's no one way and there's no right way. There's, there's lots of different paths to our career. Is this making sense so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I want to tell you two stories. So uh, these are both friends of mine, and one of them I'll call Renee. And we went to college together, and she loved TV and so wanted to be a TV writer. And even though people, her parents, society said, LA is tough. You're not going to make it. It's so hard. You should go get a job in marketing because she had also a degree in that. And she said, you know what? I'm only 22 years old. I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to give myself five years. And if I don't have some serious traction in five years, I'm only going to be 27 and I'll reevaluate. And I also know in those five years that I give it my all, I'll be meeting people. I'll have other ideas. Other opportunities may come my way. So she gave herself full permission because she knew When else in her life would she have no kids, no aging parents, no mortgage, no spouse to take care of, where she could really, really go for it and follow that passion gene? And so she just lined up inside, moved out to Los Angeles, and and went for it. And just before the five-year mark, she got staffed on a show. And now she's at the point where she's running shows, and she has a very, very successful job in the TV industry. Another friend of mine, we'll call Jane, She loved acting and actually lived in New York and wanted to do both stage and TV acting. And so she also gave herself permission to just do it. You know, she was in her 20s. I think she was more like 26 and gave up, you know, everything else she was trying and focused fully on acting, waiting tables as she built it. And she did a lot of different things. She worked in some plays. She did some commercials. She was like working as an actor. But as she was working as an actor, she also got really into spirituality and spiritual counseling and started opening up all kinds of intuitive gifts. And so by giving herself to do the acting and opening up that creative channel, although acting didn't turn out to be her career, it gave her full permission to try it so she didn't regret it and on wonder, but also opening up to that creativity inside of her opened up this whole other career path that she probably wouldn't have stumbled upon if she hadn't let herself do acting because it was through the acting classes she met the people that got her into spiritual development. So now she's a spiritual counselor, she's a coach, she writes, and she does astrology. So I tell you these two stories to encourage you to give yourself permission to follow what you love. Because even if it doesn't turn out the exact form, like you're not a successful working actress, you could develop something else that's also in alignment, like the story I told with Jane. Or like Renee, you 
decide to commit for a period of time and you really, really go for it. So I want to check back in with you because I've talked a lot now. I told you about the four different mm-hmm. career paths. I told you these two stories. What's going on inside of you? What are you starting to think about? After you tell the stories, mm-hmm. what they make me think about. Mm-hmm. It's comforting to have someone say, I give you permission to go for it. But at the same time, I know why it's scary for me. There's so many expectations from other people, from my family, from even from myself for the most part. And, you know, if, if it fails, I don't know. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Do you think that most people who've done something they love or something great weren't scared? Oh, probably. Yeah, terrified. Yeah. So why is that a good reason not to do it? It's not. So let me do this. So you're 24 now. Let's fast forward 20 years and you're 44. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at your life. Maybe you have some kids. Maybe you're married. And you never pursued this. And it's been this thing that you've always wondered about. What's more scary, being 44 and regretting things and always wondering and feel like you never gave yourself a chance at your dreams or being 24 when there's not as much at stake and giving yourself a specific period of time to really go for it? Yeah, the first one is much scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and really, truly... People are going to have their expectations and opinions, but the person that you have to take care of is you. And the only expectations, or should I say dreams, that matter are yours. Mm -hmm. So it's also having the courage to be a stand for your dreams. And I say this to you and to people listening. If you doubt your dreams, then other people are going to. But if you're super clear with your dreams and how important it is to you and communicate the clarity of that to others and the passion for that and the authenticity, then they're more likely to get behind you. Not 100% because people project their fear on us, right? So if you have more, you know, kind of structure-based, realistic thinking parents who believe in a lot of safety and security, then they're going to be like, oh my God, an acting career, like th- that's, there's no safety, there's no, you know, healthcare in that. And they're going to project their fear on you out of, because they love you and they want to take care of you. However, if you live your life for other people's expectations, if you live your life for your parents, also at 44, are you going to have a little resentment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Anya, what's the biggest obstacle that you see when it comes to pursuing this dream? I don't know where to start. Okay. Well, if you did know where to start, what what do you think would be a good idea? (laughs) The best idea, I guess, would be just starting, just doing something. Yeah. So you live, where do you live? I live very close to New York City. Okay. Well, New York City is full of acting classes and programs and casting directors and all of those kinds of things. So have you taken an acting class since you've been out of school? I've taken improv classes. Okay. But not not, not acting. Okay. Well, why, why do, mm-hmm. how about a first step doing that? Mm-hmm. And what do you do for work right now? 
I do freelance graphic design. Okay. Can you continue to do that while you build acting? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> so let me tell you this. So here's what I'm hearing. You do freelance graphic design that can help pay the bills. You could also you know, pick up a hostess or waitress job if you needed extra cash or there's there's always ways we can make extra cash. So you do that, you get in an acting class, you set a commitment in terms of I'm going to give this my all for a certain number of years. So what what feels so scary about this? Um, just it, Actually, now it feels exciting, like good scary. Right. But before, maybe the fact that I, I've never told anyone about this, really. Mm. Mm. So just just knowing that someone else also knows, that that's really comforting. Why haven't you told anyone? Because it's a little embarrassing, I would say, because you go to school. I went to school for um, for seven years because I was doing two, two um, degrees. And then to to just put it all in trash and not, you know, not become amazing at what I studied and do this very reckless thing and go for a career. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. <laughs> so, so I'm taking back my permission slip for you for a moment. Until okay. you've got to change your perception of acting. You've got it programmed in your head that it's reckless and it's irresponsible and you're abandoning, you know, all the things you studied. That's got to go, Anya. It's got to go if you're going to pursue this. Because it's like, okay, so if if I, you know, got in my car and every time I got in my car, I was like, this is uh, this is so dangerous. I'm going to get an accident. I'm a terrible driver. I don't know where I'm going. My life's at risk. Do you Would you want to ride in the car with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But that's how you're approaching acting. Uh-huh. So I want to go back to what you were saying towards the beginning of the call in terms of how much you love it. And I want you to tell me right now, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine a time where you were on stage or you were performing. And I want you to tell me what acting is like and how it feels. It feels so fulfilling and amazing and just right. Does it really feel reckless? Really? Does it feel reckless truth? No. No. That's just your mind. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's wonderful that you got the education. And there's not an expiration date on our education and the skills that you learned. And you're using that in your freelance career. You know, the thing about the thing about life is that we're conditioned to believe we're only one thing when it comes to our career, and that's not necessarily true. You can use your education, you can use your training to do freelance work, and you can also pursue acting. It doesn't have to be either or right now. Give yourself permission to explore and see what happens. But the more you tell yourself it's reckless, the more you feel guilty, the more you're going to block opportunities that are in alignment with this, the harder it's going to be. So either get fully behind it and give yourself permission and go for it 
or let it go. I'm encouraging you to go for it because our dreams, I like to say our dreams are psychic prediction of what's coming to us, you know, the longings we feel in our heart, not the ego-based, oh, I want this thing to make me feel better about myself, but really that longing we feel in our heart like you feel about acting. On some level, it's already done. But if you don't get out of your own way, then it can never unfold into reality. So just to, to close up here, what do you need to believe and what do you need to tell yourself in order to move forward and give yourself permission? I think I need to think of acting differently with more respect, maybe, and but it's not as scary as it is in my head. And I, I just, I need to actually do something mm-hmm. about it, take a class. Mm-hmm. So for your homework, I want you to, to write a list of all the reasons why it's safe and wonderful for you to explore acting. So I want you to first write a list of all the reasons you love it, okay? And then all the mm-hmm. reasons it's valuable to you. And then all the reasons it's it's worthy to explore, worthy and safe to explore. So all the reasons you love it, all the reasons why it's valuable to you and why it's worthy and safe to explore. Because here's the thing, even if it doesn't become your career, the fact that it's in your life will help all other aspects of your life. Let me give you another example. So after I left my job in the entertainment industry, I really thought I wanted a career in health and fitness. And I actually worked as a personal trainer and a nutritionist for like five years as you know, before I started really building this and kind of as I was building this. And you know, initially I I went all in to, you know, I did fitness modeling and I got trained as a nutritionist and, and trainer and I taught spin classes and I really was building a career as a health and fitness person. And then things shifted and I started doing this instead. However, that health and fitness and how I got involved in all of that, it opened up a whole new world for me. It opened me up to the world of personal development because it was through health and fitness that I got introduced so many of those things. And health and fitness is still a huge part of my life and contributes to my work. I bring it into my workshops. It makes me more productive and more focused in terms of what I'm doing. So just by giving yourself permission to do this, it, it, it will open up so much more in your life. By trying to ignore this and by discounting it and not exploring it, it's like you're doing more harm than good. You think you're keeping yourself safe, but actually it's more dangerous to pretend this isn't a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense what you said. It, it's, I think it would be worse for me to just um give up on this and not try yep then try and fail miserably and at least I know I, I tried I yeah guess I just needed to to hear someone say that yes it's okay and um here's what you, you should do you live close to your city you know it, it just it's so nice to have someone say it Awesome. Well, I'm happy to be that person, and I can already hear the sh- I can already hear the shift in your voice. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be googling acting classes. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Go for it. Go for it. Give yourself permission to follow your dreams. Thank you so much, Christine. 
I love that session so much because I just love supporting people and really going for their dreams. Love being a stand for people to get out of their own way and really listen to their heart's calling. I see people spending way too much time going after ego-based wants and shoulds and playing it safe and not enough time going after dreams. I'm super passionate about this, and I'm actually going to supplement this episode with a special coach's corner. I'm going to feature my friend, Marsha Weeder, who just wrote a best-selling book called Dream because she believes dream is a verb, which I agree with. So be sure to check that out. The Coach's Corner episodes are always up this Saturday after the regular episode. So if you're listening right now and you feel like you need someone to give you permission to go after your dreams, I am so happy to be that person for you like I was for Anya. And please note, permission to pursue dreams does not mean being irresponsible. Rather, it's putting things into motion by taking some steps. Perhaps it's enrolling in a class or getting a coach or having a conversation with your spouse, coming up with a new proposal at work, or maybe coming to Bali with me. You know at least one step you can take. And the greatest thing is that as we take steps, more steps are revealed. We don't get clarity by staying in our comfort zone. So please do not use fear as a good reason as to why you shouldn't listen to your longing. Remember that most people who have done something they love were scared. Furthermore, most people who've gone for their dreams have had to let go of other people's approval. When we take care of ourselves, when we honor ourselves, we are better for others too. We cannot live our lives according to other people's expectations. And when we doubt our dreams, then other people are likely to doubt us as well. So be honest. Be authentic. Be a stand for your dreams. And notice the difference between like what's good scary and bad scary, like I coached Anya. Like good scary is feeling that excitement, feeling that, oh my gosh, I'm really going for it. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is what I'm longing for. And I'm going to put myself out there. I'm just going to do it, right? Bad scary is staying in our comfort zone for years and years and years and years. And then someday looking back and going, oh my gosh, I never went for my dream. That to me is way more frightening. And let me emphasize again, it is never too late to go for your dreams. And please notice the story you're telling yourself about your dreams. Like Anya was thinking this acting career was reckless. Well, of course, if she thinks that, it's going to feel that way. So change your perception, change your story of what matters most to you and give yourself permission to explore. No, it doesn't have to be either or. You don't have to quit your job and start your career as an actor if that's what you're longing for. You can do it step by step, but get fully behind your dreams inside of you with intention or let them go. But my hope, my prayer is that you really go for it and you don't let them go. Remember, never too late. So some assignments for you. What steps do you need to take or agreements do you need to make to start giving yourself permission to go after your dreams? What do you need to tell yourself about your dreams? Update your story. Don't make it reckless and scary and impossible. Make it exciting and enlivening and totally possible. And like I gave to Anya, write down a list of all the reasons why you love it, why it's valuable, why it's worthy to pursue and safe to explore. So I hope this episode was inspiring for you. I hope you're giving yourself permission to dream deeper, dream bigger, and really go after it. Because remember, your dreams are indicators of what's to come. The longer you delay taking action or giving yourself permission to pursue them, the longer it may take for them to come to you. So why not begin today? 
Much love and many blessings. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.